hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. We're going to just move on from that into the next portion of the show, which John will introduce. You're doing great. I know. This is fantastic. It's been two weeks. We, yeah, we did have a little Has bit it? of a break. Has it been two weeks? It's been at least two weeks. Feels like way longer, though. Okay, cool. It's been Feels like we've been forever. checked out for a while. No, but we're checking back in. We're knock, checking knock. back in. Hey, how you doing? What's, <laughs> what's going on, guys? Knock, knock. It's John and Caitlin. Since we've been gone, a new season of Sabrina hit Netflix. I wonder if that was intentional, actually. It feels like that's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, of course, a new season of The Binging Adventures of Sabrina is also online. Check that out. Oh, my God. Do you want The human experiment continues. This time, they started late at night and then stayed up all night long. Why did they make it work for themselves? <laughs> like, how could you make this a more daunting task? Let's From what I understand, I think it ends with Audrey killing Stephen. Oh Very God. exciting stuff. So crazy. The drama never ends. I love it. It's a great spinoff. It is. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. So we got, we got three new reviews. Three new reviews. Do you want to go first or second? I want to go second. Okay. Because I want you to do the larger text ones. Well played. Yeah. All right. So we got one from a four-star review from Riverdale is Life titled Love, John, and Caitlin. Oh. I love listening to your podcast. I enjoy listening to the connections between the title of the episode and the movie it's named after. That's my part. And learning about the people who worked on the episode. That's my part. Yeah, that is your part. I find it so cute when I hear Stella's paws clatter across the floor. The tangents are hilarious. I want to know who your favorite ship on the show is and why. Ooh, that's so hard. You know, controversial opinion, but I kind of think Betty and Jughead. Ooh. I think it's Kevin and Murder. Kevin and Murder. Kevin that and Murder. So, damn it, that's a good one. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to go again? <laughs> I mean, Archie and Hiram is also Archie and Hiram, beautiful. The it's will they, won't they of it all. I mean, it's just very... I mean, I, I think those kids have got a shot. Yeah, I really do. I mean, honestly, in a teen drama situation, somebody trying to kill someone else, that's not always, like, a deal breaker, weirdly. No, so. no they can come back around to that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was for Hermione and Hiram, but I feel like they were weaker. Who knows? That could still happen anyway. Yeah. I look forward to them being a strong mafia family again. <laughs> and this one is from Reason to Watch Riverdale. Well, that's the subject line. This is from Pagers18. Um, and this was on April 1st, so obviously anything that Pagers says <laughs> is a joke. Um, I absolutely love this podcast. I would say I listen to podcasts 20 hours a week. I think I actually probably do too. And this one is my this is one of my favorites. <laughs> I was chatting with a friend the other day, and I said I needed to watch the latest episode of Riverdale so that I could listen to the podcast. Oh, I love you. Thank you for all of the betting impressions, and I appreciate you retiring the chaperone superlative. You both handled Luke Perry's passing very professionally, and it shows that you are class acts. P.S. I could use your dentist recommendation. <laughs> I live in L.A. and love hearing little tidbits about Glendale, Glendale and Burbank. <laughs> oh, oh, it's cool. I didn't realize that like people who like lived in L.A. like that we weren't friends with like that's, in real life. That like, is very weird, right? That is weird. That's cool, though. Yeah. I love it. Like, what would you do if you're out somewhere and someone would be like, 
Sorry, do I know your voice from somewhere? I would be so flattered that they would never listen to their podcast again because I would freak them out so much. <laughs> because once people realize that I'm not just a voice, but I'm attached to a body, <laughs> I think it's all hell breaks loose. Right. So, <laughs> so it's fine. All right. The last one is from Josh Simser. It's a five-star review titled, Archie is Annoying. After my friend recommended Riverdale, I quickly binged season one and was on schedule at the beginning of season two. My friend gave me good advice about watching the show and told me to make sure I don't take things too serious or literal since it's a unique themed show and has a mixture of current and retro styles to it. I always try to listen to podcasts of my favorite shows and landed on this one. You guys have great perspectives on the show, awesome theories, and seem to have similar thoughts on where the show should go and how they should develop or utilize characters. I also love that you guys kind of make fun of some of the things that the show does. Kind of. I always remember when Cheryl and Veronica busted Hiram's drug lab and were taking pictures with a 1960s camera with a huge bulb at the top, <laughs> and then five minutes later they were on Instagram. Gotta love it. Anyway, you guys are funny as hell and have cool ideas and theories about the show. Keep it up. I love them. Hey, thanks. Guys, honestly, I can't even tell you. It's been a week, and you know what? This made me feel really nice. I'm missing John's birthday. It's very sad for us. Well, we did just realize I'm going to miss your birthday, too. I know, which is obviously (laughs) so much worse. Did I plan this? 100%. But maybe I'll be here on Friday when I celebrate my birthday. Probably not. Probably not. But that's fine. I I was planning to take Friday, too, for that wedding. Totally fine. And you should, because that's the thing that makes logical sense. Right. If you were a terrible friend, it would make logical sense. No, I'm kidding. You should go to to your friend's wedding. They will probably only get married once. You know what I'm really excited about? No. And I'll just meet me and your boyfriend, Ian, at my birthday party. This weekend. <laughs> Are other people not invited at all? <laughs> it's just me and Ian, man. Yeah. Now I'm going to John's birthday. <laughs> That's, so. fine. That's fine. Your gift is in the fridge. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Yeah. No, honestly, they're fucking delicious. I got the milk bar troubles for John, and then I also bought myself a couple as well. But oh, okay. No, I see how it is. Yeah, that's exactly how right, it is. Right, 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 right. But honestly, they're You really were, like, good. there, and was like, I might as well get John no, no, some. No, no, I post-made it, though. <laughs> so. God, how, God, of course you did. Right. Everything gets delivered straight to your home. Exactly. <laughs> I saw I saw your box of Quip toothbrushes, and like, oh, she would, of course. By the way, guys. Dollar Shave Club also? Um, Ian does that, actually. Quip does not sponsor this podcast. I do this thing called Billy, which is the women's version of Dollar Shave Club. Oh. So, yeah, I do the same thing. Why are thing. those things gendered? Shouldn't Dollar Shave Club yeah. just? Yeah, 100%. But here's the thing. I really like the colors. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the colors. I, gender is a social construct. I completely believe that. But these are really fun colors. Uh-huh. Men can also enjoy the fun colors. Okay. I will say, though, that there is something to be said. If you're shaving a beard, regardless of your gender, if you're shaving a beard, you probably do need a stronger razor. Maybe. Unsure. I mean, I think as long as you're like treating it with a... Shaving cream or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, so why don't you tell us about the title of this episode? Oh Caitlin? my god, guys! I actually love this movie. Is it good? No. Do I love it? Yeah. Nice. So it is a 1999 American black comedy. These are all from Wikipedia, but basically the movie is about um, this. What's it called? Jawbreaker. Okay. I probably should have said that. So Jawbreaker is about um, this trio of mean girls, a la your plastics or your Heathers, um, who they kidnap their friend for her birthday and they put a jawbreaker in her mouth 
and she chokes on it. Ooh. So it's like they throw her in the back of a car, jawbreaker in her mouth. Like she, they had kidnapped her as like a joke because it was her birthday, um, and accidentally killed her. And just kind of like the aftermath of all of that. Um, and Rose McGowan, she plays Courtney Shea, I believe her name is, and she's kind of just like a stone cold sociopath. Um, Courtney Shane, that's what it is. And, um, and yeah, that's kind of like the, uh, the plot of the movie. It's like all the drama that happens after that. It's sort of like a, it definitely was trying to kind of, um, be sort of like a clueless meets Heather's mashup, if you will. So it's not, I mean, it's a, it's a fun movie. It's not going to win any Oscars, mm-hmm. but very enjoyable. I say Heather's is kind of the superior version of Jawbreaker, but Jawbreaker is super fun, very campy. I think I was recently invited to go watch it outside somewhere, which was cool. I didn't go, but I was invited. (laughs) So, um, yeah, no, I love that movie. I think it's just like crazy, bananas, wild, fun, insanity, and kind of like Riverdale. Oh, that's crazy, because, like, yeah. that's this show. That's the show where, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so wild. This episode was written by Brian E. Patterson. We've mentioned him a, a few times before. He's been a longtime uh, writer on the show since, like, Chapter 10 was his first episode. Uh, and this season, he also wrote The Stranger. And then, like, previous seasons, he wrote The Noose Titans, Primary Colors, The Hills Have Eyes. The Blackboard Jungle. Dun dun. He's been around for a while. Uh, it was directed by uh, Gabriel Gabriel Correa. Correa. I wish I knew how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Uh, but you might remember him. He did Chapter 50. It was his first TV directing credit. He's been a second unit director for a while, yes. and now he's doing. We did stuff. talk about this. So like, he's back again. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very happy for him. Now, Caitlin. Uh, so once we're jumping into this episode, there's only like three major plot tangents. Uh, Jughead, which she shares with FP, Betty and Tony kind of are tied together. Yeah. And Archie and Veronica are tied together. Let's do Archie and Veronica. You want to start with Archie and Veronica? Anything with the boxing jam? I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a dick, but I don't care. Is that terrible? It's not that I don't care, but it's just, <coughs> it's, it's just, I just know that Archie is going to have to throw or win a fight. And if every plot is going to be about that, I just, I, I'm just not a sports person. They don't spend the time to like talk about the mechanics of boxing, so it's just kind of like an excuse to is, put Archie into fights in a safe manner. That's true. Uh, yeah. Although safe is clearly not true because he's almost dead every time he gets into a ring with somebody. I'm waiting for the time they're going to bring the bear out and be like <laughs> his greatest competitor. <laughs> uh, I always knew this day would come. I mean, talk about great ships, but like I, my biggest issue with this episode is that we don't get like a Rocky esque training montage at any point. Yes. That was very important to us going to school in Philadelphia. Let's, let's dig into this. So Archie, uh, brings in his gym bros. Jim Bros. There's a new guy with lines now. New guy with lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Well, he doesn't seem to have a name, so like we should give him a prison name. Right. Small Tooths. It's <laughs> 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 Baby Teeth. Can you think of a worse name to have than Baby Teeth? 
Like, in small tooth. <laughs> and they call him Baby Teeth all episode. <laughs> we gotta get revenge for Baby Teeth. <laughs> like, we have a name. What's his name? Like, Patrick. No, they do give him a name in this one, actually. Like, hey, let's not call him fucking Baby FP Teeth. opens the episode with, like, his name was Brandon Morris. Oh, I didn't know that. And nobody calls him that <laughs> all episode long. All of his best friends are like, we gotta... We gotta do something to remember baby teeth. And Mad Dog's <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate my next fight to him. Baby teeth. Uh, it's the baby teeth. <laughs> and they go to his grave and like, baby teeth, this one's for you. <laughs> and they don't show the grave itself, but I hope it just it's is baby, baby teeth. <laughs> I just hope it's a picture. And like in small letters his real name. <laughs> Brandon Morris. I just hope it's a picture of a baby teeth. <laughs> just a solitary one. It's very small because baby teeth are very small. I wonder if at his funeral his dentist showed up and yeah. was like, uh, he, he was, was a medical marvel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what an anomaly. <laughs> baby tooth. Was, I was writing a paper on him. <laughs> My research is going to be so set back now. He took all of his teeth. How fucked up is that? Huh. So there's a boxing tournament that weekend called the Gilded Glove. And I am so curious if that's how boxing works. Can you do a boxing tournament? Because wouldn't everyone be like, you need to prepare for specific fights in boxing? Every Rocky movie is like, you got one fight coming up, and then you train for, like, months for that fight. And everyone I know watches pay-per-view fights, and, like, they train for those fights. But boxing tournaments? Like... John, I'm going to stop you right there. In what way has Riverdale ever been realistic about anything that you thought that they would be very specifically well, realistic? Like, why do they bother calling it a tournament if we only watch one fight? Well, I think the idea Why not is just be like, find a better excuse for Archie to just fight Randy again? But what if... Mad Dog's not even there. What if... Here's the thing. What if we just closed down this boxing gym and gave Archie a guitar? What if... Um, by the end of the season, uh, Archie sells the boxing gym to uh, Veronica, and she makes it a... A speakeasy? A, a speakeasy. Yes. <laughs> Good idea. When it was a speakeasy? It could be a dance club or something. I'm just saying. It doesn't so, have to be. So it's a slightly different speakeasy? Yeah, it's a slightly different... Like 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 how the guys do... Uh, you know, the guys who do um, No Vacancy yes, also uh, have Davey Wayans. Houston yeah, Brothers. Houston Brothers. Yeah. They have, like, one in Vegas now. Veronica one could just, in Vegas yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. What's it called? Oh, God. I don't remember. I went there after Gaga. When oh I, Lady Gaga when I went to Vegas. I'm going to Google it later. I'm good so for sorry. them. Actually, I don't know if it's good for them. But I think it's good for them. Yeah. It was well, a really good... It was a good spot, too. It's good? Okay, cool. Anyway. Uh, Archie goes... Archie asks Veronica at uh, school to be like, Hey, can you uh, get my get my guys in this tournament? She's like, yeah, I guess if Elio is involved, I can I can do anything. Uh, I'm just so confused about where Elio lives. Okay, he's got to live in Riverdale now. Yeah, he's got to if he's just going to steam rooms. Is he in just Riverdale the replacement for Hiram? Is he just like when Hiram's not around, he's just Elio? He's like low threat Hiram. Yeah, did we yeah. talk about this? I just had like a deja vu moment. Was he in the last episode? We may have had this conversation. It feels like he's involved in... Uh, oh, yeah, because last episode he recruited uh, Mad Dog, right? Right, yep. Low-stakes yeah. Hiram. He's low-stakes Hiram. Like, this show needs to not introduce so many new characters, because now we're already invested in the guy who has a couple of lines this episode. Small tooth. <laughs> yeah, small tooth's going to be okay. I don't know, and I want to know. Uh, <laughs> Veronica meets Elio in a steam room to talk business. She's like, we want to be in the, the fight. And he's like, no. She's like, fine. And then leaves. (laughs) 
Well, she was like, I, I want you to know that this is me yeah. being nice. She, she walks up and be like, and I'm getting the last word, and then walks out. <laughs> yeah, that's how And then the other guy in the steam room is like, what just happened? Who is that person? <laughs> she like... Feels uncomfortable with the she, woman yeah, being she in like, here. she like, I fucked me and then left? That was weird. That was... All, I, Veronica thinks she's a good businesswoman because she's snappy. But if she's a good businesswoman, she is not. She's like, if I... Say something that sounds clever and last. I've won business <laughs> and last. That's, that's how dad. Does that's it. how dad does it. <laughs> and he's a he's flash a, those pearly whites. Say something snappy and last, and you you are doing doing great for profit prison owner now. So uh, I mean that's where that's where the money is in in Riverdale with the growing drug problem. I mean honestly, yeah, that's really true. It's kind of weird, though, that if you then imprison people that you make criminal. Who are you selling to after it, that? Right. Right. Like, well, just say no, Kaylin. That's the secret. This seems like a big scam. Now we're getting now there. Now I get it. Oh. He won't rest until he's in prison that entire town. Right. Exactly. It's like, what the and fuck? Then, and then what? He wins? Also, how is that profitable? I'm trying to think about it. Well, it's private. And it's, um, it's for, for profit. For profit. <laughs> So the idea is that he then puts people in prison to make more drugs that he sells that gets people in prison to make more drugs that he sells to people and then they go to prison and then they make more drugs? Until the entire world... Is in prison? Is in Hiramland. Right, okay. And then he's the king. Right. I guess that's a choice. Can I just like... This make, makes perfect sense. I don't know why you're... <laughs> it just seems easier to embezzle. He's not even in this episode. How are we still getting caught up in Hiram's silly plot? A silly plot. I don't know. He just wants to run his theme park. Just let him be. Alice uh, comes by to promote Veronica and Archie's gym on TV, which I guess... Okay. Sure. Uh, it's live? Sure. Whatever. Archie Archie uh, is definitely bad on TV because he has to read off cue cards. I love And that, he's though. like, we'll offer free training courses to anyone who comes and by. Like, and then what? it's like, wait, I'm doing what? <laughs> yeah, Archie's Archie a can't student. train anybody in anything. Uh, maybe Keller can? Do you have to be licensed for this? Probably. Personal training kind of a license. Archie should actually hire Tom Keller. That would be so funny. Well, I think he basically is hot. Like, he is. I think Tom does it as a favor to be like, yeah, I'll coach you, kid. You know, you're like the son I never had. Oh, it's so sad because Kevin is so strong and so capable. Right. I wish Kevin were in the boxing ring. I know. That would have been cool because his arms are so big. His arms are so, so big. He's probably just as jacked as KJ Apa. Yeah. Right? Um, Like, they hide it with his farmy clothes now. Right. Because they only give him gay plots. Right. Uh, Right. But like he's a wrestler, he's on the wrestling team. Here's so like here for the game. Give him, I know, but like, but like what if we had? To it's not things? all he is. Right, that's true. There are more personality traits. Than I I wish he did more more uh, wrestling stuff, more cop stuff with Jughead because they're now both yeah. sheriff's children. Uh, they are both sheriff's children. I love FP as a sheriff, by the way. More, he could have been involved in more of the LeBone Nut plots because he, you know, Nut. works there. Sure, he does. Ostensibly, although Has we've he? never seen it happen. No, he's the MC. It was very Imagine important. Imagine like, have you noticed that you've shown him to none of your shifts? <laughs> <laughs> and yet I still want the title. So there's that. So, uh, and then Archie's like, and Randy Ronson, I want a rematch. How old is Randy Ronson? I've been thinking about this. Um... The age that Archie is, he's his age he's is more. 
comparable. Okay. Wait, so you think they're like the same age? I just said you can compare both of their ages. Okay, so then that's not that's not an answer. Right, right. Now but, you're getting it. Right, I see. Okay. Because if I had to guess, and we could Google this. We could definitely get in on this. 45. <laughs> and I think it's weird because Archie's 16. I'm, I'm, I would bet the I actor's hope. like late 20s. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, it's not personal if I said that you were like 25 years older than you actually are a person. I was just, I'm not remembering your face that well, and I'm just remembering how you beat Archie to a pulp. And yeah, and you're like twice his size. Yeah. Elio is like, yeah, the El Royale boys can compete, but Archie's got a movable weight class, because Ronson's a middleweight now. And this is when I learned I can't, I can't believe the these two are even near the same weight, because that guy is a foot taller than Archie. Do you think... See, here's the thing. I don't know what boys weigh. I don't really know what girls weigh. But, like, I know what I weigh, uh-huh. and I thought Archie would be, like, a little bit heavier. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. I'm like, but he's, like, 160 pounds. Yeah, they both weigh less than me. Yeah, it's like, that seems insane to me. I, guess, I mean, I guess it's, like, all muscle, no fat, but, like, muscle weighs more muscle than fat. Muscle weighs more than fat. So... Dude, I don't know. I don't know how... It's very stressful. Listen, the imperial system is dumb, and... Yeah. Like, I don't want to get into that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very hurt by all of this. Somehow this is personally affecting me. Also, I like how there's like... Ella's like, I'm going to host. And Rock is like, nuh-uh, we're going to flip a coin for it. And then she definitely... And then it lands on the one that gives them the set they already have. Right, of course. Uh, So, So the El Royale. It's called the El Royale, by the way. Battle at the El Royale. Did you see the tweet that we got? I forgot who tweeted it at us. I mean, Bad Times at the El Royale. Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah, that makes sense. That movie exists. They should definitely do that. They should 100% do that. And if they're not doing it, why aren't they? What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, So Veronica, to move Archie up a weight class, just feeds him a pile of burgers. Oh, and he feels like Jughead, which was a nice little touch. Again, this, this could have been a trading montage. Because, yeah. like, in, in Creed, when he has to move up a weight class, he does a training montage. Is Rocky the only boxing franchise? Are there... No, there's a Franchise? Lot. I think so. Mm, but, like, maybe. there's boxing there's movies, a, like there's Raging a, Bull. Right. But, like, I feel like it's that, the only pop boxing movie. Mm, oh, The Fighter. The, the Fighter happened. No, there's a lot of... Movies. Cinderella Man. The J, uh, Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, yeah. But, again, these are all individual movies. It's the only franchise. Right, is, is true. Rocky, Rocky Creed. Never Back Down. Did you say that one? No. Nah. I kissed a boy in that movie. What was the what was the one with a Miles Teller or uh, no one saw no, that one or Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes, I oh, strong not stronger but strong. Southpaw Southpaw it was Southpaw yeah uh, yeah so Ronson weighs one hundred fifty nine pounds and Archie weighs one hundred fifty four pounds and honestly that's too low and boy are they are they ripped uh, so I guess that's that's middleweight there they go they did it so they were less than that they were less than that. Weird. Okay. Archie's so svelte, you know? Yeah, I guess he is. I can pick him up. Mad Dog visits Archie, and he's like, Randy's juicing. So he's like, not even human. I, so I got you some 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 stuff. You yeah. should take that stuff. Which seems like a trap. Wasn't, actually, but seems like it. We never, uh, we never find out if Archie does that stuff. Oh, he doesn't do that stuff. I don't think so, no. Because no. he wasn't a zombie person. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure if the yeah if this really dramatically helps that moment later because like we know that G is going around the audience right. like Archie didn't need to know that this guy was going. He's really just be. like, whoa, zombies really are here. Yeah, 
Uh, a lot of thoughts on the zombies. I love the zombies. Uh, so the El Royale boys going to run, pledge their fights to baby teeth at his grave. Yeah. Uh, Fangs is there. So Fangs uh, is both an El Royale fighter and a farmy. Oh, yeah, he's a farmy. Forgot about that. Yeah, he's, he's part of the power walk. Kind of forgot that Fangs was there. He's just there. I'm like, where was he? I don't even remember. He doesn't even get a line. He's just kind of hanging out. I like Fangs. I do like Fangs. He's really grown on me. Uh, so Veronica gifts Archie new boxing shorts and a robe, uh, sponsored by Pops. Love it. And, uh, god damn, uh, they, she's like, I'm always gonna be in your corner, and then... They almost kiss, but they don't! They almost kiss. What was sexy about that moment? How do you, what is wrong with you two? Um, emotional support. Is that not sexy? <laughs> I guess not. Shit, okay. no, you're right. That is pretty, that's pretty hot. Uh, yeah, and also just, they're, he has a serious-ish girlfriend, yeah. He has a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. he's dating Josie. Yeah. It's that whole scene, I was like, where's Josie? I Where's Josie right now? And it turns out she was there, actually. Well, in the next scene. In the next scene. They almost kiss, and then uh, St. Fred appears. It's like getting a little too close yeah, to watch the it sun. Comes in from a ball of light and goes too close to the sun there, my boy. Which I was I like... I love you, Dad. Of course you do. It's so sad. They are... I, I Yeah. It's amazing that every time Fred has shown up, and I don't know how many more episodes we have with him. I know. He shows up in this perfect little moment where he is the most perfect person. I know. Gives some advice, some love. And, and then he like and then disappears. No, it's actually incredibly sad because I feel like if we knew, for example, that this actor was leaving the show and that they were going to maybe like have a dramatic plot line with them where they left it would feel like foreshadowing and even though we know what actually you know is probably going to happen is that he's probably going to pass away on the show it's so foreboding that he's there because and he's right and it's like it's it's crazy that it feels like he keeps getting goodbye scenes with people i know it's weird even though like none of that was intentional yeah like the fp thing yeah like a perfect goodbye to fp be like if i die tomorrow we've had every moment we'll ever need to have with each other right like but essentially that was what he said yeah like it's not really an exaggeration like crazy yeah um Archie's like, she and I are friends now. And in my notes, I just wrote, better be, in all caps, because I'm just, I'm tired. You're shipping it. I'm tired of those two. Yeah. Just being like, we just want to bang. Right. I don't think that they really have a strong emotional connection. They don't. And I don't like that this episode's, like, be like, maybe. Mm. Like, leaving the door back open. I mean, it's never going to be closed because of the Archie canon. Yeah, but, like, tell that to Benny and Jughead, who, like, refused to to end that thing to, like, put the other half of Archie Cannon back on the table. I mean, my thought is that, like, what if Jughead died one time? Like, well, here's my thought. What if? Here's what they should do. Came back. What if they had a season where, like, Archie was gone for a while, Jughead goes away for a while, and then comes back, and then Archie and Betty are dating? Would that happen? What you you mean like like they do a time jump? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because like, if you want to do a full season missing those characters, <laughs> bold choice. Yeah. But I but I would I, be fine with that, man. I would love that. I just I just want it to happen. I know. In it's the comics, funny. apparently Archie and Sabrina, the teenage witch, are dating. What? Which is very fascinating. The whole like for reals? That's weird. I don't like that. 
Not like the not the actors, like the comic book characters. Right. No, I know. I yeah. think that's weird. Why? Because she's a witch. It's weird. Because now it's like witch shit is happening, <laughs> and I just don't want that. But, like, it's not... I don't think it's, like, chilling adventures level of witch right. shit. I think it's, like, a more, like, Archie Comics level of okay. witch stuff. Yeah. And Archie Comics is also not on the level of Riverdale of, like, dark. Right. And the comics is a little bit more fun. Yeah. I guess. It's not really okay, but that's fine. All right. I didn't but I, guess I thought you'd be excited about that. No, I didn't realize you, yeah. you didn't like that. No, I'm a purist. I thought, I thought we were going to get along on this one. No, sorry. It's weird. So Archie walks out for his fight. Josie comments on the new robe, and Veronica doesn't realize she is grossly overstepped. Yes, exactly. Being like, I got him these new stuff. Don't they look great on him? It's like, dude, that's my boyfriend. But also, to be fair, uh, Josie and Veronica are friends, and Josie's now, like, having sex with her ex-boyfriend. And I think that's kind of fucked up. That's true. They, she yeah. did, they did just find out. Thinking about how... But, like, that means Veronica should know the fucking score. Right. Right. She should. But she doesn't. Because like, she's not very aware, Veronica. She's not really very aware. No. She's very rarely aware, actually. Uh, there's a fun little interaction where Ronson's like, I'm going to end Archie. And then Elio's like, care? that's what you said last time. And I'm like, he didn't say anything last time. <laughs> he didn't have dialogue. <laughs> this is his first time he can get his sad card or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know why this guy's like, I really hate that Archie Andrews kid. It's like, this is what boxing is. Like, this is the thing you signed up for. It's not like an aggressive mean. Yeah, it would be funnier if he's just like... All right, well, another day, another dollar. Am I right, right Elio? And Elio's like, kill him. Exactly. Like, no, all right, I'm not going to kill him. Well. Take this drink full of drugs. All right, oh, God. All right, I'm going to kill him, it's I like, guess. like, Elio, I'm just going to do my best, and I hope that's good enough for you. Like, Thank you. I would have loved this if Ronson was just like a nice guy. Like, hey, man, what's going on? Yeah, we're just oh, going to great fight we had last time. Kill him. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill him. Every single time. All right, fine. Drug water. Come on. Isn't it weird how, like, everybody wants Archie dead for, like, no reason? Everyone is emotionally at, like, 110% all the time. Yeah, but, like... They all turn up to 11. Just be like, every feeling is all-consuming for them. You know, this would make a lot more sense if Nick St. Clair was running the boxing league. Yeah. This all would have worked a little bit better if Nick St. Clair was a more permanent fixture than Elio. Right. Because Elio's just not threatening at all. Yeah. He's really not. Was it actually Claire season two or season one? Season two. Season this two. Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Elio feeds Ronson some G. Ronson overpowers Archie in the ring. Uh, drama, drama, drama. Yeah, there's a lot of fighting. Archie's like, Tom Keller, he's juicing. We should do something. And Elio's, and like, tell the ref. And Elio's like, oh, we're losing this as a forfeit. And again, that's not up to him. Okay. Where's the ref? Yeah. Like, at least show me he bought off the ref. Uh, so uh, Tom Keller's like, Yada yada yada. The openings in his form. Just punch him there. Uh, fighting. Boxing science. Uh, and so Archie does that and gets like one really solid punch on Ronson, knocking him down. And then like he's walking away. Everyone's like, "Yeah, you won." And he's like, "Oh no, that guy's not moving." Oh, he's dead. He's probably dead. Yeah, Archie probably just killed a man. That's okay. He's killed other men. I think. Right or no? He hasn't. Not really. He has I, not. Yeah, but like, can you be charged if it's? In, in a, a boxing? boxing match? I don't know. Didn't, like, Mike Tyson bite off someone's ear? I believe that did happen, yes. Yeah, so he didn't kill... No, somebody did die or get paralyzed. I think this is a thing that has happened before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it has happened, yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. To Apollo Creed. Uh, I haven't... Wait, did he kill Rocky? 
No, no, no. Apollo Creed dies in the ring. Because Rocky, Rocky? Four, Because Rocky decided not to fight uh, the Russian guy. And what happened then? Apollo Creed decided to fight the Russian guy. And the Russian guy killed Apollo Creed? Yeah, 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 yeah. He has a... Uh, why am I forgetting this guy's name? This isn't Rocky uh, Four. Rocky Four. He's like, if he dies, he dies. Uh, and then, like, he's like a Russian Superman, basically. Like, punches uh, Apollo Creed so hard, he dies in the ring. He just dies? Yeah. Does he break his neck? Is it gross? Uh, it's not, like, super gross. Does he, like, have a dying moment? Uh, he dies in Rocky's arms. Why does he die? What does he die from? Getting hit so hard that, like... Your brain? Like... It might have been a brain thing or a heart thing. That's fucked up. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. You're not allowed to Well, do that's that. what made him the villain in that movie. <laughs> and... That happened in the fourth movie? Is there another Rocky after that movie? There are two more Rockies after that movie. Is it all sad? What happens to his girlfriend? Ivan Drago is the bad guy. Oh. Uh, Rocky's Rocky's wife. Yeah. Uh, Does she also Passes die? away. What? Before uh, the sixth Rocky movie. The sixth Rocky. Yes. So she's old. Yeah, she 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 was an old woman when she passed oh, away. That's okay. The actress is not dead, I don't think. So, okay. so it's she was fine. just kind of written out of the movie. Anyway, guys. That's Rocky. So, so that's the Rocky series. But yeah, that's my only point of reference on a lot of boxing stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, I get that. So you live in a world where people die in the ring all the time. It's, it's brutal, yeah. Yeah. But that, then Apollo Creed's son comes up. And then it's Michael like B. Jordan. And then in Creed 2, he fights Ivan Drago's son. Oh, but is he a nice guy? Do they fall in love? They don't fall in love. Okay, but they that's do fine. actually add a ton of new dimensions to... Uh, Ivan Drago and his son Victor Drago. Like it actually really does fix a lot of the problems with Rocky IV, or I mean, some of them. Is Milo Ventimiglia Rocky's? He son? is Rocky's son in the sixth Rocky movie. That's so cool. But like Sylvester Stallone's actual son plays his son in Rocky V, and I think four. Okay. They got kids for like most of those movies. That's pretty cool. God, there's so many of those movies. Yeah. Uh, hey, do you want to jump to Jughead or Betty and Tony? Jughead. Okay. Jughead's the thing that really ends the episode. The so. Betty and Tony? All right, let's yeah. do it. I just like that we'll part. It'll give us a lot of space to talk about it. Yeah. We come right back to Betty talking to Edgar Evernever. Yeah, love him. And she, he's like, She's like, hey, man, you don't exist online. I, I gave it an old goog. I googled you. I gave it the old goog. <laughs> I gave it a goog. Uh, and he tells us the story about how he, his like life was in shambles, and he left it, and it was like walking to the desert, which might be a metaphor. Uh, and he was like near, near death when he came across a tree and then a farm. And the farmer saved him, nursed him back to health, and he asked for a way to repay her, and she's like, work on my farm. And he, uh, as he watched... Yeah, plants grow. <laughs> For so long, he, he was just felt there. reborn. He was like, "I'm gonna do the same." For other lost souls, and she's like, "Cool, cool, 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 cool." Somebody. How are my parents? How is my mom and Cheryl like seeing the dead? And he's and like, we don't know. And he's like, "I'm trying to like have them like 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 balance their souls, and they need to open their eyes." And she's like. No, no, but but really, how did? I love how she's how's like, my mom see your dead son? Right, exactly. Like, is an actor? Yeah, like she's just like she's she's on our wavelength as the fans. So I have so many problems with this plot. 
actually. Not to be like a naysayer. Oh, I thought this was great. I have. Some... I thought this whole thing was fantastic. Okay, John, I'm gonna poke some holes then. <sighs> okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's hear them. Um, should we keep? Okay, no, we can't poke holes yet. But once we get there, I'll poke holes. Great. Okay. Uh, Cheryl makes morning announcements advocating for the farm. It's a lot of white. There's a there's a there's yeah. a white power walk. Uh, wow. Well, that came out. <laughs> right. It, it is a white power Although walk. Although they are all white people. They are uh, white. I told Tony shows up there. Told Tony gets there. Uh, Betty updates the group on that whole deal. Right. Jughead's like, why don't you just like prove Charles is dead? Which is a bit of a hole. Here, thank you. This is what I want to talk about. Here's my problem. I assumed. That the reason that she joined the farm, and same with Cheryl, wasn't because she thought that Charles was involved in the farm, right. but because he was dead, right. and they had opened like a portal to the other side. I assumed they knew those people were dead, right? and this was a means of communicating with them anyway. That there was the never any, any... They never implied that... They thought those people were still alive and at the farm or something. Well, it just doesn't make any sense because if they were still alive and the farm was fucking shady, Betty could just be like, why don't we just invite Charles to come to have right. dinner? Right. Why not poke it from that angle and be like, hey, Alice, why won't Edgar let you see Charles outside of that room? Right. It doesn't make any sense. So I was like blown away that this was the angle they were approaching yeah. it from when Judgment's yeah. like, just prove he's dead. And I'm like, taking somebody to someone's grave one is yeah. not going to prove anyone's just, dead. Just, you know, traumatize them in a way they'll never be able to fully recover from. Right, exactly. And then you'll be fine. It makes no sense that I'm very confused, but I guess this is... I guess we're supposed to believe that, like, maybe their brain is so convinced that this is the only way. I don't really understand. No, I feel like... It seems like retcon. They should have made it more clear. Retcon? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. retroactively change continuity. Yeah. Uh, it should, if, if this was always the intention, it was really not made clear that they thought those people were still alive. Right. And it also makes no sense. But if that's the way this episode has to play ball, fine. And I think they do a pretty good job with it. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very good plot in the sense of how right. it shakes out. It's just it makes not... Sense. It's just like, really? Yeah, it's like, why? It doesn't make sense. So, Betty... Sorry, Tony comes in to to Betty's office and is like, hey, uh, Cheryl joined the farm? Betty's like, yeah. Yeah, Cheryl Yeah, that, um, that happened. Uh, she thinks Jason's there. Oh, you know what? I got a video of Jason dying. Here's what you gotta do. You gotta show Cheryl the video of her dad shooting her brother. <laughs> this is evil. And that's gonna solve all of our problems. Yeah, this is a really weird choice. That's super fucked up. It's really fucked up, and it's also sort of like, this is also not gonna prove anything if you believe your brother's alive. Like, it's it's not gonna really yeah. do anything, and it's fucked up that you would keep this video right, like, right. as long as you You have. still have this. Shouldn't this be evidence somewhere? It's like, not only does she have it, she has it, like, on her fingertips. Yeah, she's like, I keep this one up. It calms me. It's like, here, here's a picture of my dog. Some people like to meditate to videos. I like to meditate to uh, Hal shooting his son. I have to say, or, uh, though, Sorry, not Cliff. Props to Riverdale for really going that insane in season one. Because I don't think it's ever really... I miss season one, man. I don't think Riverdale has ever truly 
risen to the level of true darkness as that moment. It's done, yeah. like, drug things, and it's done murder things, but in terms of, like, emotional horror, like, a dad shooting his son to protect his maple syrup heroin business is pretty much... Yeah. It got more cartoony since then. Yeah. Which means which the drama doesn't land quite the same way. But I wouldn't be surprised if people, like, at the CW were like, don't ever have a dad shoot his son. I wonder if that was, like, a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it was so violently awful or whatever, but I could see people being like, we don't want guns, shooting, Yeah, can we children. not talk about heroin? Yeah. Can we just make up a fictional drug. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I'm just putting words in <laughs> executives' mouths, apparently. <laughs> like, if I was an executive and I was protecting an image, I'd be like, what if we just called it Fizzle Rush? What is the CW's image? I don't think it's... Because they're like, yeah, we got Jane the Virgin and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I don't and, think and that how you think they talk. A ton of CW sh- of superhero shows and The 100 where they murder people all the time. Yeah. And Riverdale. And no, no drugs in any of these. And you, Riverdale, stop with the violence. I don't think stop with the violence because this show's gotten progressively more violent. But I think that there is something Less to be Less meaningfully said. violent. Well, I think there's something to be said about violence that feels like it could happen and violence that is being orchestrated by a giant gargoyle king that runs through the woods. There's a there's a moment near the end where they like walk past and you can like see uh, like a costume like yeah. huddled over and I just want the full shot of going <laughs> you guys like really popping should. up and like raising its arms really high like I'm the gargoyle king. <laughs> That's his voice. You guys should have seen the hilarious hand motions John just made as he was the gargoyle king. It was amazing. But speaking of cartoony things, uh, Hal's in his, in his Hannibal Lecter cell. He's got I divorce papers. He's reticent to and sign them. He's like, them. I can't believe that my wife would divorce What me. did I do? <laughs> what did I do? Tried to kill her? Cheated on her with a prostitute? And Betty's like, Dad, I'm having such a hard time proving that this boy is dead. And he's like, you don't need to have a body. You just need to have a stone. And also, not, not a good plan. Yeah, uh, you just need to break your mom. <laughs> he should have just been like, oh, I killed that guy. So Tony shows Cheryl the video, and Cheryl's like, deep fakes are pretty impressive these days. Which, no thanks, I don't believe it. So now she doesn't believe Jason's dead, so how are we looking yeah, at Jason? So what weird. the fuck? I know. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Her whole... D- oh, my God. But did this, isn't, this isn't helping her heal, though. Like... I thought he was going to have her emotionally come to terms with the death of Jason. And if Edgar Evernever's deal is talk to the dead, you can still communicate with them. Anything, any of your unfinished business you want to say to your yeah. dead brother, come into this room and say them to him. And that yeah. will that will put your soul at peace. That feels therapeutic. Yeah. But for him to be like, brother's alive right in here <laughs> means that like it, it feels a bit more like you tried to kill yourself over your brother's death and it was all for nothing because he's right over there. Go talk to him. All right, champ. Isn't there a movie where that's a thing where that happens where somebody like sees their dead relative and they go to them and they're like hugging and then they're like, it's not real. And then they all turn evil. Do you know what movie that is? No. I remember. Did you ever see the episode of Black Mirror where like. Uh, this Which woman's one? husband, like, dies. Yeah. And then she, like, 
gets a voice a voice thing that like sounds like him and then imparts his social media exactly. consciousness into it and then gets a body for it but it's not quite him because your social media persona is different than your actual personality yes I really like that episode that episode is so painfully sad though. yeah yeah it's pretty it's be pretty, right back. pretty dark is yeah be right back like, yeah oh so sad it's a good idea for an episode yeah oh it's really solid Black Mirror episode yeah but very sad well Betty takes Alice to a graveyard. It's like, this is Charles's grave. He's dead right here. Also, his name is, like, Charles Smith. Yeah. So. Well, she's Alice Smith. I know, but, like, you could find a gravestone that says that somewhere, probably. With the right year on it? No, but that's fine. Uh, Just saying, it's not good proof. And then Alice is like, it's so sad that you would try to take this from me. I don't understand how she thinks he's I real. talked to Charles this morning. Again. The therapy of now you get to know your dead son is fine and happy. Like and he's he's moved you. on. That doesn't mean you can't say everything you might have wanted to say to him. Yeah, talk to his ghost. Versus, nah, he's right here. Yeah, you have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, <laughs> and like I feel like Edgar's argument near the end is is on that therapy side. It yeah. just. It, it functions better if they know they're dead. Question. Do you think it's just fizzle rocks? I can't wait to find out. <laughs> because I hope it's not. I actually would love it if if Riverdale did the thing that nobody was expecting, which is Charles is alive. Alice is really talking to him. He's been with the farm the whole time. What about Jason? Jason had a twin. They have to have the same explanation. Right. That's my argument. Well, do they? Yes, 100%. This is Riverdale. It would make me so angry as a viewer to have two different explanations for one phenomenon. Yes, but I do think that there could be an interesting twist where Charles is a farmy. Because it kind of makes sense. It would undo all of this for Alice. For her entire arc storyline for like... Two seasons now. I'm telling you, John, this kid's alive. <laughs> like this is. I've seen too many teen dramas to believe that Charles is not dead. Is uh, is dead. It, there is something to the fact that they can't find a body. Exactly. But. But you hope not. But he's not at the farm. I don't know, John. What do we gain from that? John, it doesn't matter. He's there. La 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 la. What do we gain from that? So exasperated. What does that offer us? A twist. What if he's the gargoyle Beyond king? that. What if he's the gargoyle king? Well, how does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. I'm just throwing it out there. Why did he kill the principal when he didn't exist yet? I mean, he existed. He was a fetus. An evil little fetus. Now we're talking. The fetus can the control fetus the body. Can... So cool. Alice was the gargoyle king the whole time. That would actually be a very interesting and very weird twist. Yeah, it wouldn't and make I any would sense. Like it. No. But then we got to see young Alice again. And that was my favorite thing ever. Jason and Charles, in this scenario, have to come from the same thing. So the only thing that makes sense to me is Fizzle Rocks, then. Or, like, some drug. But I'm just so sick of that. It's like, if we do the same thing where the Gargoyle King is the I know, drugs. I know. I hate that the solution to everything is drugs. <laughs> right. And this is, I, I'm the guy drugs in the water supply. Uh, which I guess is just gone now because that's not happening anymore. But we that was real, now. right? That was yeah, real. yeah, yeah, that happened. But like, if the solution is I gave him drugs, I'd be like, what the? 
<laughs> what, what's with these drugs? I know. These are amazing drugs. We should all be taking these drugs. Yeah. Except for maybe not with the zombie thing. That yeah. was kind of, that's a little bad. I don't know what I want it to be. I honestly have no idea how they're going to pull this one off. And they're not. They're not going to pull it off in a satisfying manner. But I'm excited. But I will be so mad if there's a different explanation for those two things. Mm-hmm. Also, like, what about uh, Kevin and Fangs? Who are they talking to? Mm, I was going to say Fangs. Didn't he have, oh, the fallen Joaquin. What if they're both talking to Joaquin? <laughs> Thanks doesn't have a relationship with Joaquin, does he? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he wasn't, like, in love with Joaquin, but I think right. they were friends. Eh. I mean, I think that they were in a mm-hmm. gang together, but everyone's in the gang, so who knows. So anyway, Betty chloroforms her mom. Yes, she does. Which is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and takes her back to the bunker <clears throat> and tries to reprogram Alice. Like, look at these old photos of her happy life. And she's like, Well, what? I wasn't happy. And honestly, yeah, she wasn't happy. But, like, you raised daughters at home with a serial killer. All right, Mom, come on. Why are you being like this? <laughs> but also, she's not wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I think that they really did forget about the fact that Hal murdered a bunch of people. They do seem to keep forgetting about that part. Yeah. They want us to forget and be like, let Hal move home. Yeah, I'm really wondering how they're going to sell uh, that one. She's like, Betty, was that really Charles's grave? And Betty makes a face. and like, oh, no. Holy crap. Come on, You bought a fake grave and lied to your mom? Yeah, I'd be freaked out about that too, girl. Yeah, but also, I mean, there are so many other things that are freaky about Alice's relationship, so it's okay. Uh, She asked Betty to let her go, and Betty won't do it. Uh, She leaves Alice alone with the photo albums. Meanwhile, Evelyn sneaks up on Tony in the bathroom and is like... I love Evelyn. Stop messing with Cheryl. And Tony's like, you stop messing with Cheryl. (laughs) She's my girlfriend, (laughs) bitch, I love her. (laughs) That's what she says. Uh, bitch, I love her. Yeah, she says, bitch, I love her. And it's very intense. It's pretty great. Uh, Evelyn does great sneaking up, like, behind yeah. the turn. She's a great actress. Uh, later, Betty returns to the bunker and finds Alice burning all of the photos. So I guess she's still mad. Which is a very powerful moment. That girl does not want to live in her past at all, which is also not very therapeutic. No. Well, you shouldn't live in the past, but you should examine it and then right. move forward. Right. You shouldn't uh, burn it. You should not burn it. Evelyn confronts Betty about Alice. She's like, hey, hey, we have we have more tapes. And Betty slams her against Largo's, hey, hey, I'll murder you. I will straight up kill you and your dad. Yeah. Like, ask anyone in the school. Everyone knows I kill people. It's not good. And yeah, she does. It's amazing. Yeah, poor it Betty. It is fantastic. I don't think we appreciate how much... Lily Reinhardt. She's a great actress. Carries this show. She's an amazing actress. I would watch a Betty show. I think she's the best performer on this whole show. Do you think that Betty should have her own And that's why her storylines come off better is because she's the strongest actress. She's very good. Which is funny because she isn't necessarily the most experienced. No. She's not the least experienced, but she's definitely not like the most experienced. Right. Right. But, like, she's getting movie stuff now in the, in yeah. the interim, and I'm so curious to see what that's going to look like. Well. Because, like, you know, because um, Riverdale's so over the top. Yeah. And, like, you have to play something more more normal. Like, is that the same skill set? Well, she's going to be in that Jennifer Lopez movie where she plays a stripper. I did not know that. Yeah. And you know how she stripped on Riverdale? Now she's actually <laughs> taking, like, lessons and everything. Great. Great. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. It's going to be fun. Well, as long as the movie is, like... This is what you're doing here. Like, it's not right. like, surprise, now she's stripping, you know? Right, no, I think that the movie's about strippers. <laughs> All right, sure. Yeah. Uh, 
And then we get a scene with with Cheryl and Tony, where Cheryl says, uh, do you think these Louboutins are too flashy for kombucha brewing? I love that so which much. Which is, yes. Yeah, but yes? cute. I don't care. Oh. Tony invites Cheryl to stay uh, in to... Have sex. Fuck. I don't like what you just said there, but that's fine. <laughs> it's not... Super healthy that the only way she can get Cheryl to stay is to be like, we have to have sex all night. Yeah, what if she was Sorry, I booked you for for hours of this. What if she was like, what if we made kombucha together? So like, how long, how long were they, because like, in theory you could do both. Like, yeah. Cheryl doesn't have to choose. Right. But, yeah. Unless it's like, we're going to do this for four hours. Four hours. It's going to be very dramatic. Which is crazy. Betty listens to Alice's tapes, and on them, Alice admits she's scared of Betty, which, you know, kind of tracks with Betty's track record. It's like, yeah, I see a lot of Hal and Betty. She, uh, she kills people. <laughs> yeah, but he does kill people. It's bad. Uh, so Betty confronts Edgar for what her mom said, and he, he whispers to her because he only whispers in this show that, that he didn't put any thoughts in Alice's head. Those are her thoughts, and I'm trying to help heal her from all that darkness that she's been through. It was pretty including sad, Including you. Uh, and Charles comforts her in a way nobody else can, real or illusory. illusory. So, so he's an illusion. How is that a bad thing? Maybe it's just like a complex magic trick. I mean, it would have to be incredibly Maybe it's like they have a projector. Right. And they, like, did an app where it's like, what would my kid look like kind of thing? And then just this digitally project this thing on a curtain. She's like, that's my son. I mean, that's possible. (laughs) At one point, I think Tony asked Cheryl, it's like, did you touch your brother? And Cheryl doesn't exactly answer the question. She doesn't. She's like, of course I've hugged him. Yeah. Like, have you ever hugged him? And that was kind of like where that came in. Yeah, I think it might. I'm hoping it's a sci-fi thing, not the not a drug thing. Well, sci-fi. You mean like like like, they're, like, they're, like just modern technology? Yeah, maybe like you can I hope amp they don't it up clone a little. Them or you something. can camp it up a little bit, but just be like, right. we have this amazing projection technology kind of thing. Like I will say that like one thing that I really did not like on the last season, Pretty Little Liars, was that they had these very realistic masks. Like Mission Impossible masks? Literally, yes. Which I didn't realize that was like a thing for Mission Impossible. That seems crazy to me. Oh, that's like their whole deal. Yeah. But like, that's, it, it just, it makes it confusing because then it's like, wait, so anybody can be anybody? So I hope they don't really do that because I feel like that just like opens a key. That feels like a step too far. No, because yeah. I think it's important that like it's this one room. You right. Know, they can only do it in this room. That's true. So maybe it is a production situation. Uh, Betty confront yeah blah, 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 sorry Betty returns to the bunker blindfolds Alice takes her to pops and returns her to Evelyn and it's a very it's well acted moment it's very sad well, and Alice grabs, looks so small in I that know, scene and Evelyn grabbing her and like giving her like Evelyn has such an old like, soul her. yeah because Betty's like take care of her it's like that's all we wanted to I know it's like fuck you but also like I kind of want to join the farm don't you no no it's Clearly bad. Okay, it doesn't seem that. Honestly, it they use your secrets to control you. Right, that is a that problem. person you murdered that you always have nightmares about. Right, they'll use that against you. That's true. I mean, she only think it's there's only nightmares. She didn't murder anyone. Right, no, totally. That's not a real thing. That's not why I have constant recurring dreams. <laughs> I hope this is the first episode someone listens to. <laughs> 
uh, I hope it's the police. Yeah, I hope it's the police. I just am so burdened. So burdened with guilt. Uh, Cheryl appears before Tony in tears. Ellen said that she had to choose between Jason and Tony. And she's gonna choose Jason. Yeah, of course. But then Tony's like, but what if I join the farm? And Cheryl was like, great idea. Glad I thought of it. Yeah, exactly. And then that was she, all she wanted. And then Tony's like, good, because I have all white in this bag right now. Let me change real quick. And then they do. Everybody an, looks so then good. Then they do another white power walk. Wait, hold Can't on. Can't say okay. it. No. <laughs> but then, plot twist we all saw coming. Tony checks in with Betty. This was part of the plan. Obviously. I, I, again. We're doing, we're doing this again. Again. But it's okay. It's great. I mean, Tony will probably be more resilient than Cheryl. 100% will be, yes. Because she's in love with Cheryl, not Chad Michael Murray. I get that, though. Uh, <laughs> I get um, both of those. Betty's like, am, am, I a, am I a monster? And Tony's like, uh, probably, no, you're a, no. You're a daughter who wants her mother back, just like I want my girlfriend back. And also, this is a cult that we really don't talk about. <laughs> Maybe I'm not the best person to talk to about these things. Because I have a game. Listen, this school is all cults, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Does, I, is this going to affect her relationship with her gang? Who They're not going to come back. Is is Scary Lamp going to be like, what are you doing? You can't wear all white because you got to wear this purple jacket. Yeah, Tony will be like, oh, I'm done with this face. And I'm like, what the, what the hell? Yeah, this four-episode like arc is over. Please move on. All right, goodbye. Goodbye forever. Goodbye forever. Uh, I almost had sex with you on the musical episode. That's all we really needed you for. That was amazing, but it's fine. Uh, and then we go back to Hal, who's been who's been painting the town and listen to classical music. I, serial killers are always listen to classical music, and yeah. I always wish it would be something That's like not what I would do. A bit dumber, like ska Dane, music or Dane Cook. <laughs> Dane Cook. Uh, Dane Cook comedy uh, yeah. CDs. Like, this is my favorite bit. He talks about velociraptors. It's so funny. It's so, just one minute. Okay. Dad, Dad, can we talk? Hold on. <laughs> Dad, Dane. Dane. <laughs> I'm determined to make this happen now. And yeah, something. it'll be amazing. Uh, well, whatever. Uh, Betty's parents are divorced. And she tells him how she let Alice go. And he's like, well, you want to do me a favor? No. I want to come home. What does that mean? No, you can't come home. You murdered a bunch of people. You pinned a teenage girl to a wall. <laughs> you don't get to come home. Yes, you're a white man. But, like, prison is pretty hard on those people, you too. You shot two kids point blank in their car. Yeah, and they didn't die. And they lived. They lived. And then you killed one of them by, again, pinning them with knives against the wall during a high school musical. Right, 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 right. You held a gun to me and Archie and made us dig our own graves. That was fucked up. That was really fucked up. Yeah. There yeah. was this hilarious You thing. shot Fred. Ew. Your neighbor. Who is a very nice person, and you did it for no reason. Other, no, the reason was that he was cheating on his wife, or Hermione yeah. was cheating on her husband. Yes, both of those things. But Hermione never got got. Right. But also, <laughs> Hal was having an affair with his wife's cousin. Or is yes. no? He's listen. He he's a hypocrite. Confusing. Is that surprising? Oh. No, it's not that surprising. Maybe he kills himself last. Yeah, but not right now. Now I'm gonna enjoy this. Gotta kill all the sinners. Yeah. How Cooper? I'm a murderer. Yeah, it's great. Dad, you killed like maybe three people. All right. Cereal. A board game has killed more people this year. A board game has killed a lot more people. R.I.P. Baby Tooth. Speaking of, Jughead's plot. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Baby Teeth, Brandon Morris. We'll never hear that name again. Is it Brandon? Who knows? And FP is like, I'll use the best detective I have. My son. My child. My child's son. Jughead's like, I think it's a copycat working for the real Gargoyle King. Is this how, like, understaffed FP is? Or is this just how he is so See, it would have been, like, a cool beat if FP's like, well, most of the cops quit because I used to be a criminal. Right. And they didn't want to work for me. Right, because I was, yeah. Instead, we don't know any other cops. He takes this job so seriously. He's like, yeah, he's he's honestly good at it. Like, yeah, he's really good at it. He uh, seems like he should have been a sheriff the yeah. whole time. But it added, like, an FX show, maybe? Maybe, maybe there's still time. You know, yeah. after this is over. Uh, creepy Doctor Junior, who is definitely the Gargoyle King, and I've <laughs> never been more convinced. Tells Jughead and FP how Baby Teeth's Baby Teeth were pulled out <laughs> pre mortem. Uh, he's also pretty stoked about teeth. He's also pretty stoked about another quote ghoulish detail: Ooh. a maple clove club uh, matchbox in the kid's throat. That's really fucked up. And then my favorite bit is he has this whole line: "He's like, I thought I had seen the face of evil before." what this is this isn't even human and i like to think that this guy like keeps realizing like oh shit i already described this one thing as really really scary <laughs> so now i gotta oh my god i gotta describe this thing as scarier than that all right if i oh, pure evil last time how do i go past it's not pure even evil human? it's not even human next season will be like this is alien to this planet <laughs> not only is this inhuman it's inhumane as well there aren't words to describe this evil this is dark evil <laughs> i know i said the other thing was dark evil but i really mean this thing is pure black black night. evil <laughs> obsidian evil it just gets progressively worse oh he's the garbage. this is evil and rude <laughs> inconsiderate honestly I'm not even that mad this is a dick move <laughs> pulling out his baby teeth and shoving a max mad quicks down his throat was a real dick move so uh, Jughead and FP go to Penelope Blossom Maple Club and they're like oh baby teeth was there but he left happily and I should say this alive Yes. Uh, he was with Rosemary. They're children, I assume. He has to be 16. Penelope Blossom don't give a fuck. <laughs> as long as everyone remains fully clothed the entire time. Fully clothed, very straight. <laughs> they hear a crash and a cry uh, and discover a fucking zombie. Yeah, this is a show. With a shard of glass. They're like, he's on drugs. And really, these guys should first let me, no, that is a zombie. That is a zombie. Kill that thing. I've seen so many zombies. This is straight up like, this is zombie apocalypse. This is this is how a zombie apocalypse starts, and everyone's so surprised it's happening. They're like, oh, this guy's high. Right. No, his like, mouth is foaming with like, gross. Right. And he tries thing. to kill FP. Yeah. So this is just a drug thing? Allegedly, yeah. The fully clothed prostitute uh, <laughs> tells them this guy usually takes fizzle rocks, but these were different. Of course, they were. So later at school, the gang hears banging from the hallway, where a girl is straight up banging her head into a locker, and there's blood, and it's scary. There is blood. There's <clears> a lot of blood. And her friends are like, "She took some G." It didn't always affect her this way. And obviously, then FB calls. He found another one. It's going around, and they're just fizzle rocks bags with a. G scribbled on it. I would just stop doing drugs, everyone. Yeah. You know, for once, 
I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the war on drugs should really be starting in Riverdale. Yeah, exactly, guys. Let's just, like, get yeah, this shit nipped in the bud. Yeah. Uh, Jarhead calls it a bad batch causing psychosis. Yeah, that seems right. And I call it the start of the zombie apocalypse. So, do you know Afterlife with Archie? I know of it, yeah. So... The zombie apocalypse? Yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe. But, like, that's what you've been saying since season one. Right, and it hasn't happened? It hasn't happened But yet. now it's season three. Is this the genre element? It could be the genre element that's coming into the show. In season two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... Meanwhile, Jelly Bean is playing G&G with Ricky. Do you remember Ricky? Yes, he, he almost killed Archie. That's right. He's, like, got it closer to killing Archie than, like, many other people. Well... Including the adult man who really <laughs> wanted to kill him. Which adult man that really want to kill him? Hiram. Going in the boxing ring this week? Oh, Hiram. Hiram, yeah. Hiram never got close to doing it himself. It's very confusing that he put uh, in... That would be something I'd want to see. Hiram. Hiram being, like, you know, disheveled, out of options, just, like, try to kill Archie himself with his bare hands. But his neck is made of steel, maybe. Right, right, right. And then they make out. Yeah. And that was a happy uh, start of a beautiful something new. Uh, this is the point where I'd like to point out that, like, I'm not even sure if I understand how G&G works anymore, because it's definitely not just the dragons. What do you mean you're not sure? Well, like, I could be like, oh, it's like D&D, but, like... It's not exactly like it somehow. If you can play with one player and a game master, that's technically possible, but the worst way to play the game... Right, it's very fun. he's like, I never got that far when I was at your level. Why is... So is he just, like... That's not... It's not like everyone does the same missions, you know? Right. Some people take on the same adventures because it's pre-written adventures, but, like, is that is that just G&G? Is, like, everyone goes through the same exact adventures? I guess. I don't know why I'm asking you. I'm just I'm just thinking a lot. i be like, this game is just... This is a fictional game. <clears throat> it's written by people who've never played d and I'm sure it's one person on staff at least has. And right, but then they're like, but this is for my story. And they're like, all right. right, fine, do it your way. Yeah, <laughs> but honestly, it'd be easier if we just did it this way. Um, FP doesn't have other friends. JB, <coughs> JB, JB does not have other friends. Yeah, JB's like, my parents are busy. And I, and like, I could have sworn she and Gladys were like in on this together. Right, whatever the this was. Yeah. So, weird. But now they're busy running and trying to thwart a drug situation in town. Jughead and FP questioned the first guy who came down from his high. He's like, Kurtz is selling the new Fizzle Rocks called G. For, Get it? <laughs> for Gargoyle. They're like, well, we have to track down Kurtz. And an FP is like, right, and then we'll find the supplier. And at no point is Jughead goes, oh, wait, mom's a supplier. Oh, yeah, right. Like, mom. First of all, they, they get completely sidetracked from the whole, like, <laughs> someone killed baby teeth thing. Right. And did they're we like, ever find out who killed baby teeth? No, we did not. Yeah, we did. Uh, instead, we start talking about tainted Fizzle Rocks. And. Refusal to recognize that Gladys Jones is the source of this all. They're like, Kurtz, we gotta get Kurtz. Kurtz is the guy. Well, is Gladys Jones <clears throat> uh, running it all? It's very confusing. She hired Kurtz. I guess, yeah. So I guess she's. Like, if there was a scene where they went to Gladys and she's like, oh, he's been off the grid since um, you raided that building. Yeah. Like, that would be different. Right. But. Nah. We don't get that. So I'm confused why they don't deal with Gladys at all. Because Gina is in this episode. Another junkie tells Jughead and FP he bought from Kurtz. Almost like we didn't need that scene because it <laughs> conveyed the same information we had before. Just let them have their fun, John. They're like, Kurtz is getting desperate. Again. 
it's not new information. But also, like, do we need Kurtz in general? No, but it's fine. I like Kurtz. You're very much a fan I'm of pro Kurtz because Kurtz is the only one who seems to understand that the Gargoyle King is the single most interesting thing on this show. Oh, well. And, and it's much better than drugs. Unfortunately, his plot points are still about drugs. I'm so mad about the drugs. I think the farm is the most interesting thing on the show right now. That's true. Right now it is. But yeah, since like, the, the thing that, that hooked me at the start of the season was the Griffin's Gargoyles. And yeah. they have lost their way. I'm sorry. I'm being, I'm being harsh on the show. Yeah, it's okay, John. Just my father, writing, <laughs> writing, two twenty-two, writing twenty-two episodes of television is very hard, and I admire everyone who who works in the industry. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I just noticed that Riverdale is more inconsistent than any other show I watch. And do you mean the drug making industry <laughs> when you say the industry? So you were yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the drug twenty-two episodes of drugs a year. Right, exactly. <laughs> Manic episodes, of course. When you take your drugs and you like have an episode, right? Like, that's, oh, that's what we're. That's what it's like to watch Riverdale. Uh, it is a little bit, yeah. <clears throat> but I enjoy the high and the low. Back in the Maple Club, the fully clothed prostitute tells them <laughs> some teens are waiting to buy drugs there, but had to leave to get to the Gilded Glove. Almost like that scene didn't need to happen. <laughs> like, it could have just been like, oh, he's probably selling at the Gilded Glove. Right, right. <laughs> like, yes. we didn't even go back to the Maple Club for the fully clothed prostitute to tell But also, that. what if we just wanted to be there? I guess. Uh, Jughead and FP stake out the fight and find Kurtz and corner him and arrest him. It's very easy. It was very hard last week to get this guy, and this yeah. week it's very easy, and he's just smirking. He's like, bah, bah, you got me, huh? What if he's the Gargoyle King? Uh, well, he can't be, because he's in prison, or in holding at the end of this episode, and right, the Gargoyle King true. is not. They question Kurtz, and he's like, baby, T, that was a warm-up for the ultimate quest. One final game for your family, Hellcaster, demanded by the king to save the little princess. I don't know what voice this is. So you should it would have been it. so funny if Jackie was like Veronica. Oh, <laughs> no, no, your sister Jellybean. Oh, oh, oh. oh, now I'm actually concerned. Veronica, we're not actually friends. Meanwhile, Ricky is, takes Jellybean into the woods, and that's the moment where, like, you can tell they walk past something. It's, what is like that? a huddled up object, and then she turns around as the guard goes. Okay. But I just want to see the shot of it going. Whoa! I am the guard. Okay. I love how you think that it's like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. Like, Pay like, no attention to the guy on stilts underneath the outfit. It just seems like it's Ooh. a slow-moving outfit and he doesn't have any weapon. Right, right. So yeah, Chad Michael Murray is working really hard to work this outfit. No. Ooh, I have hands of sticks. He's a pretty tall boy, too. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. What if it's tall boy under there? How? I don't know. What if Chad Michael Murray is just tall boy wearing a mask? See, that's the thing. I don't want the mask. <laughs> If we have the mask, then anyone can be anyone. Very stressful. Very stressful. So, guys. That's that's the end of the episode. And there were no pop culture references in this episode. But what twists and turns? <laughs> so much. So much has happened. So many things we didn't realize were canon were canon. Uh, wait, what's canon that's not canon? Whoops. That Alice and, and Cheryl think their family members are alive. Oh, yeah, that's very confusing. So, who do you give prom queen to? Betty for trying. Yeah, me too. Betty for threatening Evelyn's life. Yeah, love her. Awesome. As much as I kind of enjoy Evelyn, uh, prom king, 
Archie? Mad Dog for being a good bro. I was going to say, Mad Dog's coming in pretty clutch. Yeah. He's Warning him about the whole deal. Donating that fight. <laughs> Maybe not the, hey, you should take some drugs too. Right. Uh, I understood where he's coming from. Like, yeah. he wasn't coming from a place of evil. He's a good guy. I'm glad he's still, like, around, and I yeah. like more of him on the show. I and, do. you know, leave shirts on him so the guy can, like, eat a sandwich every yeah, now and then. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, I don't need to see a billion apps Ooh, every sandwiches. time. Love sandwiches. That's a thought. Let's get a sandwich. Anyway. Uh, who would you throw under the bus? Elio really sucks. Elio does suck. <laughs> I don't know why we bother with this guy. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> he does the same things Hiram does. But not as well and not as interesting. Right. And he's not a regular cast member, so we're doing more to do the same. Right. We're spending more to do stuff Hiram can already do. So anyway, we're not, yeah, we're not loving his shenanigans. I'm not really sold on Elio. So, yeah, well, we're not doing chaperone because Luke Perry's our forever chaperone. Right. I mean, he's in this episode, so we can award it to him this episode. Yeah, chaperone, of course, is obviously Luke Perry. I mean, you see his scenes. Oh my god. Yeah. He, he showed up for the fight. He was ooh yeah. I love him. Rumor mill. Okay, so actually, someone tweeted this at me, and I apologize. Because I don't remember who tweeted this, and I'm not even sure now if it was at me or if I just read it on Twitter and commented on it. Um, it may have been the Riverdale After Dark podcast, and if it is and they listen, thanks. Wow. Um, That's very exciting. Yeah. So, here's the thing. I, I, I didn't notice this, but they said that the man in black, his story about the farm sounds a lot like Ev- uh, Edgar Evernever's story. About going to the farm. Because remember how, like, Hiram was, like, a farm person? Maybe he is the man in black and not Hiram. And we just assumed that Hiram was the man in black. Who's the man in black for real? Edgar Evernever. He never wears black. But maybe it means something else. Why? Okay. Hold on. Walk me through this one. Yeah. That's all I got. That Remember the farm that Archie went to? Yeah. What if that was the farm Edgar was referring to? Oh, my to? God. Yeah. No. No, you hate it? I hate it. Okay, but what? Here's what happened. Yeah. The writer was like, and then they go to a farm, and then they made the episode like, oh, crap, that cult's called the farm. That's really confusing. <laughs> it's a different farm. Yeah. And then they're like, we a need farm. to have a location for the farm. We could use that farm. No, we can't, because <laughs> we used an earlier episode for that farm. Oh, shoot, you're right. So where do we put the farm? Sish is a quiet mercy? But they're called the farm. <laughs> I hear you. No, I do. Right. But we can't use another farm because we already did a farm this season. <laughs> Why did we do a farm earlier this season? I don't know. Because there. they were on the run and we wanted to put them on a farm. Okay? Okay? I keep thinking about that episode and be like, oh, it would have been so great if they like had accidentally stumbled on to the, the for real, farm. for real farm. But no. <laughs> so. But you're right. That is probably what happened. And honestly, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh, we have this foreboding location, so they just put it there. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. It kind of works. I mean, I'm glad the Sisters of Quiet Mercy is gone. It just. I mean, it's not really gone. It's kind of worse now, but that's okay. And I think Edgar is probably the biggest option for Gargoyle King. Yeah, because he is. He's definitely the Gargoyle King. And then my other thought is that Chuck is Chuck. Chick. <laughs> Charles, Charles is alive. But you don't like that thought. I hate that thought. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate the idea of it. I hate it being implemented here. Okay. I think it does a whole disservice to 
the farm plot and potentially Charles as a character if he's complicit in this ruse. Uh, but if they get through all of this somehow and Alice like kind of gets herself right and then the real Charles shows up, then they're fine. I wonder if that was like a like a thing where they did intend Chick to be the for real, for real Charles. And then like people were like, we hate this guy. <laughs> and they're like, all right, um, write him off the show. The real Charles is dead. Maybe. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. But the thing is, it's funny that everybody hated Char- Chick, the character, because everyone on the show loves Heart Denton, the person. Well, they don't are make all- him play a... Annoying psychopath. <laughs> They're all his best friends, though, like, in real life. Like, Lily Reinhardt's like, Hart Denon, one of my best friends. Katie Apple was, like, on a trip with him. Like, they love him. Like, so it's sad that he can't be back. Uh, can that character be salvaged? Jeez. Maybe. No. Yeah. No? No. <laughs> if he came back, I would like it. I mean, we... I, I wonder if Hal is in the next few episodes going to be like, by the way, I didn't kill that one kid. Sorry. Turns out I'm not a great runner. <laughs> Was really tired. Uh, Had a burger. You might be disappointed with me. Honey, can I come home now? See, I didn't kill that many people. Yeah, see, that's one less person that I... Yes, did I try? One yeah, less. One <laughs> Looking less. up at the cameras. <laughs> Guys, come on. Let me out. I'm, so I'm just so in so here with my Dane Cook albums. <laughs> I and my, and my terrible paintings of the town. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell! Maybe he should come back. What else is he doing? How? I mean, he, honestly, the character—the character has no new roads by being in prison, right? But how is he going to come back? Another serial killer comes to town. They need the mind of one serial killer to catch the other one. So like, so they, silence they, of they, the lambs. They take him and put him with the police department. But by the end of the season, he's sheriff. Right. Okay, cool. Well, that's kind of like how FP got to be sheriff, despite being a hardened criminal. Right. For years. Right. Same basic thing. Yeah. But that's pretty much all my theories. What about you, John? What are your theories? Um, I think... I don't know where the boxing thing is going. I don't think anywhere. You know, like, the farm is building to something, and, and, and the Gargoyle King is building to something... Yes. But the boxing thing isn't really going anywhere. Archie has just kind of been having a nice, almost safe status quo. Except the part where he almost dies every time he gets in a fight. He right. shouldn't really stop doing that. But, like, there's no build to this. He's just kind of hanging out at his gym now. Is he going to school? I don't think he's going to school anymore. I mean, he probably is. But he it. keeps seeing him at the school lounge. So yeah. yeah. I wonder if he went back and took the SATs again. Ooh. SATs are not that important. Unless you're Lori Laughlin. Unless you're Lori Laughlin. <laughs> nice. Oh, sorry. Was that, did that news come out between our episodes? Is that new? Yeah. No, we talked about that, I think. Uh, maybe. Possibly. Well, so, like, I don't know what we're doing there. And same thing goes for Labona. Those plots, I thought Labona was going to be important because I thought at the end of season two, it was like, oh, a battle for Riverdale Soul where... You know, the, the Pops is the last safe place and everything else right. is controlled by Hiram. But that's not what we did this season. Um, so who, who knows, man? Uh, I don't I don't think those plots are going anywhere. I think they're just going to kind of hang out. And then, you know, I liked when the the gym stuff synced up with with um, Jughead stuff enough for him to be like, I need some extra bruisers. Now she's like, I got bruisers. What are bruisers? People who punch things really well. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, but... I hope those things become relevant 
towards defeating the gargoyle king or destroying the farm, punching yeah. a bunch of hippies. Sure. But I don't. I don't know if this season finale is going to end as big as like last season's did, where it's like the town's on fire. Is that what happened last season? <laughs> Remember they had a riot. Right. They had the second yeah. Riverdale riots. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, Drake had almost died. Like, I was, I remember, like, midway through the season, I was like, oh, man, they're going to, like, turn the town into Griffins and Gargoyles for real, for real. Like, maybe there's still a chance of that if the ultimate quest turns out to be as good as, like, Kurtz thinks it's going to be. Right. But, well, like, but I don't know. How many episodes do we have left? Three? This is, uh, I think, 18. So, like, there's four more episodes. Really? Wow. Seems like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-two episodes. A lot of lot of hours of television. A lot of action. A lot of lot of drugs. Lots of drugs. <clears throat> so, Kaylin, what are you what are you excited about right now? Um, I'm really looking forward to everyone else watching the show Chambers because I've already seen it and it's excellent. Classic, classic Kaylin. She's already Being seen annoying. something. And she's like, everyone else, why haven't you watched the show that's not out yeah, yet? Right. Exactly. Well, here's the thing, guys. When does it come out? It comes out on April 26th, I believe. You oh, have to watch it. Great. That's all I'm saying. People I, will be watching another thing that weekend. I mean, that's a three-hour movie, I think, that they can make some time. <laughs> oh, do you? I mean, I'm going to be listening to Taylor Swift's maybe new album. Yeah. So I'm also really... I don't like her that. trying to take the take the wind out of my superheroes either. Okay, so here's the thing, though, John. You are going to like Chambers. Okay. I think. I really hope. That's the one where the girl gets a heart transplant... But it's scary. Yes, exactly. And I can't spoil it because it's great. But I love it. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm very into it. And I think that you guys are going to like it a lot. And I hope that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. What about you, John? Avengers? No, actually. This so is going to sound wild. Out. No, actually. I am super stoked right now about Cobra Kai Season 2. You've talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I just rewatched season one. And you love it. I love it so much. Maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. I just, I never expected to love this show. But you do. And then I watched it and I'm like, this is, this is fantastic. Listen, YouTube premium is not worth $12 a month. But if you sign up, you get a month free. So and like the season it. two drops like next week, the whole season at once. Yeah. That uh, makes sense. 10 episode seasons and just. I'm 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 really stoked. Like season two is gonna be like uh, the original mentor of the Cobra Kai comes back and tries to point them more towards darkness than what Johnny Lawrence is doing, and he might be winning. And so then uh, Daniel Larusso starting up uh, Mr. Miyagi's like a, like a full scale like but training he's, kids. He's bad, right? No, that's the thing. Oh. He he had a bad he has a bad reaction to Johnny Lawrence every time he sees them. Yeah. And uh, Johnny has the same. It's kind of yeah. It's like an action comedy kind of thing. Okay. I mean, it's not really about either of those things. It's I guess it's a. I don't know. It's yeah. I guess mainly it's a half hour long, so comedy format. Okay. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Like there's drama. He and Johnny kind of figured it out by the end of season one. That's nice. But he's still like he hates Cobra Kai. It's funny. And everything they stand for. Right. Uh, So like. It's going to be almost like two different dojos going to war in, like, the school hallways. That sounds lovely. In season two. That sounds really cute. <laughs> that sounds really cute, John. John, what are you looking forward to this week? That was literally just it. Oh. Where can they find you, John? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, 
at John Patton. Uh, you can also find me on my blog, The Catcher in the Rye. Rye is spelled W-R-Y. Good pen. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. You can find my dog at Stell the Mystery Pup on Instagram. I didn't ask. I know. But <laughs> it's fine. That's fine. Anyway, over and out, River Vixens. I think we got to get you to the airport, right? Eventually. Okay, cool. Bye.